So not only does a fluoride have all of these health issues that come with it, but hydroxyapatite is actually shown to work significantly better at remineralizing teeth and decreasing cavities, and it's completely non-toxic. Hey there, my name is Wendy, and I'm an environmental toxins lawyer who is obsessed with showing women how to toss the toxins out of their life and embrace a more holistic lifestyle. I'll be dishing up bite-sized but binge-worthy episodes on all things detox, low-tox, and what's that toxin? And what is it really doing to my health? I'm breaking it all down for you, separating the myths from the facts and pulling back the curtain on the products and beauty industry. You'll hear my unfiltered and sometimes unpopular, but honest opinion. No topic is off limits. We'll dive into what's really causing our thyroid issues, hormone imbalances, infertility, and more. Think of it as a crash course for all things holistic living, but for real life. You don't have to do everything. You just have to start somewhere. Let me show you how. This is the Detox Dilemma Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 19 of the Detox Dilemma Podcast. I am your host, Wendy, and today is my favorite kind of episode. It is an Ask Me Anything episode. And if you didn't know, there is a link that is in the show notes that you can go click on and you can leave me a voicemail and I may possibly do a podcast episode answering your question. Today's question comes from a listener. Her name is Melissa and she said, I saw you on Instagram the other day talking about how you should avoid nano hydroxyapatite. I was wondering the difference between nano versus the regular hydroxyapatite and what the problem is. This is such a good question because I think this is an issue that is so confusing to people out there right now when it comes to toothpaste. (laughs) So hydroxyapatite is something that is fairly new to the United States market, although not to other markets around the world. That is a mineral that actually will remineralize your teeth and is being touted as being better than fluoride. It's grown in popularity. There are more and more toothpaste out there that have this ingredient. I personally use Young Living has a thieves whitening toothpaste that uses hydroxyapatite in it. That's what my family uses. Risewell has become very popular. A lot of people love their toothpaste. Dr. Bright also uses this. More and more companies are coming out with toothpaste using hydroxyapatite. And in my opinion, that is a good thing, but there is a caveat to that. And that is that there are some companies recently that have come into the United States market and they've started selling products that use nano hydroxyapatite. So I'm going to answer this question, but we're going to cover a couple things leading up to the answer to that question. First, I'm going to explain why you should look to a hydroxyapatite toothpaste rather than one that has fluoride in it. And then I'm going to jump into the listener's specific questions about the difference between a mineral hydroxyapatite and a nano and why you really should avoid the nano versions. I'm not going to take a lot of time harping on why you should avoid fluoride in your toothpaste. I think anybody who's listened to me for any amount of time knows that not only do I recommend you avoid fluoride in all of your dental products, including your toothpaste, but you also have a water filter where you're filtering fluoride out of your water. The United States is one of the only countries in the world that fluorinates their water. It has significant health impacts, everything from neurotoxicity to lowering of IQ and effects in children. And a big one is that it impacts the uptake of iodine in your body and causes significant thyroid issues. In my opinion, there is zero reason why anybody should have fluoride in anything that they consume. I will also say this. I say it a lot. Cavities are not caused by a fluoride deficiency. 
So not only does a fluoride have all of these health issues that come with it, but hydroxyapatite is actually shown to work significantly better at remineralizing teeth and decreasing cavities, and it's completely non-toxic. So what is hydroxyapatite actually? (laughs) So it's a chemical molecule that's made up of calcium, phosphorus, oxygen, and hydrogen, and I bet you did not think you were going to get a chemistry lesson today. But it's basically the primary building block that is what our teeth are made out of. That's why it works so well. Literally, your teeth are naturally made of hydroxyapatite. So it makes total sense that using hydroxyapatite would help remineralize your teeth. It's been compared to fluoride toothpaste in multiple studies and has been found to be as effective or more effective than fluoride. And again, I'm going to say this completely non-toxic. It is already what is found in your body. Okay. So now, you know, hydroxyapatite is great. Are you reading labels, but you don't even really know what you're looking at, let alone know which ones are toxic and wondering if you really need to spend eight bucks on an all natural cleaner made of nothing but vinegar and how much of this marketing is just a bunch of greenwashing anyway. If you're confused, you are in good company. That was me when I first started detoxing my home, but now I've helped hundreds of families do it simply and without the overwhelm using my Tossing the Toxins roadmap. The best part, it is completely free. I wanted to create the perfect toxin-free cheat sheet and then give it away to anyone who wanted it. The roadmap walks you through what areas to focus on first that will give you the best bang for your health buck. You can download what I call the Toxic 20, which is my top 20 ingredients to avoid right to your phone. It's jam-packed full of easy-to-follow steps on embracing a low-tox life. My only goal was to make it simple, like crazy simple. If you're ready to start detoxing your life, go download your free roadmap at www.tossingthetoxins.com. So what's the difference between the regular mineral form and the nano form? Companies who are using the natural mineral base usually comes from pharmaceutical grade bone powder, whether it's from cattle. Most of them are actually coming from cattle. and The sizes that you create when you use a natural mineral form of hydroxyapatite is usually between 50 or 70 micrometers in size. And while that size is still small and effective, it's too large to pass through your blood-brain barrier or get into your body and be absorbed or be pushed through any of your organ systems or otherwise. So while it is a small size, It stays in your mouth, it gets on your teeth, it does what it's supposed to do, and it just kind of stays put. The nanohydroxyapatite, the size of those particles are nano, of course, nanometers, right? So what does that actually mean? A nanometer is a thousand times smaller than a micrometer. So it's not just small, it is like really small. So what's the problem with this size of particle? It's so tiny that the molecule actually is able to migrate throughout your body. It can cross the blood-brain barrier and even into the cellular structure of your cells. And there is a lot of literature out there showing that not only is that not safe, but they're finding it bioaccumulating in organs. The other thing, and it makes me really angry about the marketing that goes on, because if you look at these companies that are using nano hydroxyapatite, they still say on there, 
bioidentical or all natural or mineral-based, non-toxic, compatible with your body. I've seen all kinds of stuff, but here's the thing. Nanoparticles, so nanohydroxyapatite is synthetically produced in a lab. It is not naturally derived. There's also a lot of science out there concerned not only at the size of the nanoparticle, but at the shape of it. A synthetically made nanohydroxyapatite particle actually has a spike shape. So it's got like a pointed edge to it. And they think that that exacerbates its ability to move throughout your body. And I've talked a lot about things like nano zinc oxide, nano titanium dioxide, anything that I am a hard freaking no when it comes to anything that is a nano particle. It is so tiny. It can go anywhere in your body. And we just don't know the long-term effects of these particles. In fact, Earlier, it actually might have been late last year, the European Union announced that it has plans to ban several nano-sized materials, including nanohydroxyapatite, for use in cosmetics or oral hygiene. And I'm going to go ahead and link the report for all you science wonks out there that want to read it. I'll link the full report on nanohydroxyapatite from the EU's Scientific Committee on Consumer Safety. I think it's a good read. They are especially concerned about the potential for nanohydroxyapatite to damage cell DNA. They talk about it being a genotoxin potential, which means it can damage the genetic information within a cell, and then it can mutate and cause cancer. They point to other studies that have pointed to the risk that it can cause cellular breakdown in kidney cells, and that it can even have negative impact on human blood cells. So while none of this is completely conclusive, There is a huge body of evidence out there weighing against the use of these nanoparticles and specifically nanohydroxyapatite. Now, I've read through the websites and FAQs of multiple companies who are using the nano version. In fact, the company that I really like, RiseWell, who has a great toothpaste for kids and for adults that uses the mineral hydroxyapatite, they've recently come out with a pro version, which uses the nano hydroxyapatite. And if you listen to the marketing and also to some of the other companies, you would think that it's it's the gold standard. And if it's not nano, then it doesn't work as well. But that's actually not true at all. The micro-sized hydroxyapatite has been found to work extremely well. And you don't need the nano version. And what's heartbreaking for me is some of these companies are selling these products to kids. And while they're telling the story that nano is better because it's smaller, it gets into all the crevices and it remineralizes better, but they're not talking about the possible side effects. I have reached out to some of these companies and I will follow up on my Instagram. I'll let you guys know what I find out. I think it's really disappointing. I think that the the extreme body of evidence that's showing concern for these nanoparticles should be enough that these companies should not be marketing them. But here in the United States, there's, again, no regulation. (laughs) These companies can do whatever they want. They can put whatever they want in their products. And there isn't a freaking thing that the FDA or anybody else can do because the laws protect the companies. They don't protect the people. And in response to some of the companies that I previously recommended, I have updated the dental care portion of my toxin-free shopping guide. So now you can see very specifically my toothpaste recommendations for not just the companies, but the specific toothpaste where I call out to avoid the one that has nano in it and to purchase the one that is the mineral form of hydroxyapatite. 
I hope that answers our listeners' questions. And usually what I find is if somebody takes the time to leave me a voicemail, there's likely a lot of people who have the same question. So if you are wondering why you should avoid the nanohydroxyapatite, now you know. You can find my toothpaste recommendations as well as all of my other toxin-free recommendations over on my toxin-free shopping guide at www.toxinfreeshoppingguide.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.